Barigani, Umoja, Harambe. Welcome to the Our Common Ground 2020 Kwanzaa Teach-In. Karamu at Our Common Ground. Kwanzaa is an African-American celebration of cultural reaffirmation. It is a spiritual, festive, and joyous celebration of the oneness and goodness of life, which claims no ties to any religion. Kwanzaa means first fruits of the harvest, and we celebrate it December 26th, January 1st, basing it on the celebrations of seven guiding principles, the Inguza Saba, Habari Gani. This is our common ground. Kwanzaa is a Pan-African and African-American holiday um, that is a celebration of family, community, and culture. It is often organized around seven fundamental principles and is a seven-day holiday that begins from December the 26th and goes through January 1st. And it's seven days uh, to, in fact, teach the seven principles, okay, which are in Swahili and then in English, Umoja, unity, Kujichagalia, self-determination, Ujima, collective work and responsibility. Ujamaa, cooperative economics. Neo purpose, Kumba creativity, and Imani faith. And so I created Kwanzaa for three basic reasons. First, to reaffirm our rootedness in African culture. Because even though we are African people, due to the Holocaust of enslavement, we were lifted out of our own history and made a footnote and forgotten casualty in European history. And so the struggle we were waging, as Cabral said, is to return to our history and to use it to enrich and expand our lives. Secondly, I have created Kwanzaa in order to give us a time when we as African people all over the world could come together, reaffirm the bonds between us, and meditate on the meaning and awesome responsibility of being African in the world. And certainly it has flowered because of that. Because if you look at how it has grown, over 28 million people celebrate this holiday on every continent in the world, throughout the world African community. And the third reason I created Kwanzaa was to <clears throat> introduce and reinforce the importance 
of African culture and African community and values. And by community and values, I mean values that stress and strengthen family, community, and culture. These are our strengths. And at the, the hub and hinge on which this holiday turns, of course, and the central values are Benguzo Saba, Umoja Unity, Kujichagalia Self-Determination, Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility, Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, Neo Purpose, Kumba Creativity, and Imani Faith. We welcome you to the 32nd Annual Our Common Ground Kwanzaa Teach-In and Celebration. I'm Janice Graham. Tonight, exploring the richness of this African-American, Pan-African holiday to examine the seven principles, the Nguza Saba, and honoring our ancestors. Thank you for joining us tonight. Harambe. Kwanzaa. Dr. Karinga wrote 
the dissertation in his Ph.D. program in social justice at the University of California in 1966, creating a holiday specifically for African Americans. And in this holiday, we celebrate a number of things, and that is, a, and it is a holiday which is designed to uplift and liberate our sense of ourselves, and it gives us a ways in which to inform not only how we live during the entire year, but it informs us of what we live for and principles to live by. Making Kwanzaa and the Nguza Saba, which are the seven principles of Kwanzaa, what our dear Baba, Malcolm X, called a living reality. And it is made more compelling by the origin in our history and culture of righteousness and relentless struggle by our people to bring and sustain good in the world. Kwanzaa's origins are both ancient and modern, and one of the things that I want to uh, emphasize before we go into uh, our specific understanding of what this holiday, the seven-day holiday, is embodies, Kwanzaa is a pan-African holiday which celebrates family, community, and culture. It is a time each year for seven days for African Americans and black people to affirm an infrastructure under which we live all through the year. It is not based upon religion. Rather, it uplifts the spirit of a people who have survived genocide, slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, the dismantling of our civil rights, and the embodiment of a government where we are have seen that our humanity is not respected. For it is a holiday that is people-focused environmentally caring and morally concerned, dedicated to cultivating, harvesting, and sharing good in the world. Our number tonight, this is a call-in broadcast, and our number tonight is 347-838-9852, and we welcome you, and we say to you, uh, 2020, in the midst of a pandemic, and watching loved ones and friends and citizens in this United States die over 300,000 from a virus pandemic with a government that has not, as we would say in our community, had our back. People are being plunged into poverty at an overwhelming rate. January 1st, we'll see many, many poor and middle-class working people losing their homes 
and being evicted from them as a result of a negligent and evil government leadership. So 2020, Kwanzaa season, is going to be especially important. And what I want to do tonight is share with you, I have been celebrating Kwanzaa since 1967. Uh, I went to a Kwanzaa celebration in 1966, and it was the first that I had ever heard of Kwanzaa, and I wasn't sure what to make of it, and the people that were hosting it wasn't sure of what to make of it, but we were trying because we had gotten the information. But by 1967, we were in full force understanding this holiday. And um, it is a time, uh, you know, it is a struggle to be black, to be of African ancestry and to be free from domination, deprivation, and degradation, and to be free to live good, meaningful lives, bringing good and the fullness of life to ourselves and our family and our community. So for me, Kwanzaa is a time of serious and sustained remembrance, reflection and recommitment. And it calls for us to sit and to meditate deeply on the awesome meaning and responsibility of being African in America in our community, in the society, and also in the world. And as Dr. Karinga reminds us this year, it requires us to remember, as Mary McLeod Bethune taught us, that we are heirs and custodians of a great legacy, and we must bear the glory, the beauty, and burden of that legacy with strength, dignity, and determination. Kwanzaa, for me, is making more than an annual celebration, a a seasonal and episodic engagement with our culture and the beautiful, uplifting, and liberating sense of ourselves that it gives. But it also requires us to have it embedded and informing by holding our lives, by, by, by holding fast to the spirit and principles of the Nguza Saba. So what I want to do here now is to talk to you about the principles, which is 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 so very important. The Nguza Saba are seven principles for which we meditate, we are reminded, and that hopefully we allow to have them inform 
our lives all year long. There is no set way in which people uh, celebrate Kwanzaa. It's seven days, which begins December 26th and ends on January 1st. It is the first harvest. That's what it means. The first harvest, um, and it's so important for us to understand how the roots and the branches are going to form um, I want to remind you that the origins of Kwanzaa on the African continent are in the agricultural celebrations. The value of and practice of in-gathering, the reverence for the creator and for creation. And we attempt to pretty much... um, incorporate that in the American um, celebration of Kwanzaa. Uh, They are reaffirming and restoring culture. And, and, And Kwanzaa was really created to reaffirm and restore our rootedness in African culture and therefore an expression of recovery and reconstruction. Um, I I really want to emphasize uh, that. And one of the things I want to share with you as we go through this is to understand when this holiday was created, it was created in response for a people who had no understanding, no connectedness, and pretty much were ashamed of their roots, uh, of being victimized by a genocide, uh, very little connection to the idea that 25 million Africans died in the transatlantic slave trade. 25 million. And it really is a displacement that happened. Therefore, we were a people in a country that had no sense of their own ancestry or history. And when Dr. Karinga decided to create this as a result, as a part of his dissertation in social justice. He was looking at the idea of a people who had lost its links to its ancestors, its language, and sense of belonging as a people. So it was also a response to what was happening in this country in 1966. Let's take a look. Now you may have heard of Kwanzaa, that celebration that coincides with Christmas and Hanukkah. 
You may have even been to a Kwanzaa celebration. In the 80s and 90s, Kwanzaa was everywhere. But do you really know what this holiday is about and why it started? Let's jump back a few decades. In 1965, tensions between black communities and law enforcement reached a boiling point, and Los Angeles saw the most violent urban riot in 20 years. As the Watts riots unfolded around him, L.A.-based Ph.D. student and activist Molana Karenga saw an opportunity to restore unity in black communities and foster African-American cultural institutions, values, and traditions. So in 1966, Karenga created Kwanzaa with the purpose to help connect black Americans to their African roots and with each other in the face of marginalization. In fact, the name Kwanzaa even comes from a Swahili phrase, Matunda ya Kwanzaa, meaning first fruits. Karenga decided that this new holiday should fall in the seven-day period between Christmas and New Year's. He even added a second A on the end of Kwanzaa to represent each of these seven days. Each day represents a different principle, unity, self-determination, collective responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. During Kwanzaa, Karenga wanted communities to celebrate by gathering together to light candles and to join in a huge communal feast called Kuramu, inspired by a Zulu harvest celebration. Every celebration is different, but generally, families come together to light a kinara, read poetry, and dance to traditional African songs. Karenga traveled the country spreading the word about this new holiday. It then gained momentum through schools and colleges, and pretty soon, families started adopting Kwanzaa into their yearly celebrations. At first, many African-American Christians were opposed to Kwanzaa as they didn't want it to be a replacement for Christmas. But as Kwanzaa became more popular in the late 1960s, black churches began to embrace it, and the holiday became a supplement rather than an alternative to Christmas. Some churches even organized Kwanzaa celebrations. But Kwanzaa really took off in the 1970s as the black middle class started to grow. After the 1964 Civil Rights Act outlawed race-based discrimination in employment, the number of African-American middle-income earners increased dramatically and continued to grow into the 1980s and 90s. As black families started to move into white suburban areas, they began to feel isolated, and Kwanzaa became a way for them to reconnect to their history and culture. By 1995, the holiday was celebrated by an estimated 10 million Americans, compared to just a few hundred when it was founded. With Kwanzaa's cemented popularity, it didn't take long for corporate America to notice. By the mid-1990s, an entire industry had formed around the holiday. Companies like Heineken even created an advertisement around Kwanzaa's seven principles. The slogan read, Unity, Purpose, Creativity, Faith. Heineken Beer is proud to celebrate Kwanzaa and everything it stands for. This was something that Karenga had specifically sought to avoid, saying the challenge for the African people is to avoid the problems of commercialization that they've learned from other holidays like Christmas. In fact, one of the seven principles of Kwanzaa is the importance of a self-sustaining, cooperative economy between African Americans, one that emphasizes black-owned businesses and discourages mass commercialization. But Kwanzaa's mass marketing appeal was somewhat short-lived. By the mid-2000s, paraphernalia started to disappear from shelves, and many adherents abandoned the holiday as a yearly tradition. Today, only 2% of Americans are believed to celebrate Kwanzaa, despite the fact that African Americans now make up 13% of the population. After five decades, 
Kwanzaa still stands as an important reminder of the historic challenges that black America has overcome, and it still remains a uniting force for millions. Kwanzaa emerged out of the fight for equality during the civil rights movement. Of course, social norms in the United States have changed somewhat since the 1960s, but minorities still face greater challenges than their white counterparts. To get a better sense of what discrimination in America looks like, check out this video. If you're black in America, you run into bias at a pretty young age. If you walk to school in the morning, you might have to wait longer to cross the street. Drivers stop less frequently for black pedestrians than for white. African American means that you are of African descent. You are an African. The misunderstanding takes place with people who have been displaced from Africa for a long time and don't have a consciousness of the historical roots seem to think that solely because they're born someplace else that they stop being what they were before. So in 1966, activist and Africana Studies professor Dr. Milana Karinga founded a new secular holiday on the seven days following Christmas, Kwanzaa. Where does Kwanzaa come from? Yeah, Kwanzaa's origin really comes out of the movements of the 1960s. Dr. Karinga felt it was necessary to have a cultural celebration, a spiritual celebration that would reaffirm African people and their rootedness in African history and African culture. A candle holder called a kenara is lit with seven candles, each representing a different principle. Beginning with the one in the center, the black candle, the black candle represents what we call umoja which means unity, that we should be unified as a people, we should be unified in everything that we do. The next principle is called kujichakalia, which means self-determination. Then there's ujima, meaning collective work and responsibility, ujama, meaning cooperative economics, nia, koumba, and imani, purpose, creativity, and faith. I think because Kwanzaa comes at a similar right. time to Christmas and to Hanukkah, which Right. is not people assume that it has religious significance people assume yeah. it's a religious holiday yeah. but, but it's not many people who really don't know very much about Kwanzaa always assume that Kwanzaa is and I've actually heard this said on many occasions Kwanzaa is a black Christmas Kwanzaa is totally a cultural spiritual holiday and by spiritual I mean the in plugging in to the African concept of spirituality plugging in to the African values how have you seen the holiday and its role in, in culture change over the last 50 years. Yeah. Do you think it's as important now as it was then? I think it's more important now than it was then. Kwanzaa has grown from 1966 to this particular period in time. Originally, Kwanzaa began as an African-American holiday. It is now an African-American holiday as well as a pan-African holiday. Kwanzaa is celebrated around the world by all African people. And so that gives you a pretty good idea about the genesis of Kwanzaa and its its meaning as a cultural community and family celebration. One of the things that is important to understand as you put together or organize your Kwanzaa celebrations um, and by the way, some people celebrate Kwanzaa on the seventh day or the first day. Uh, in my family, we celebrate Kwanzaa each day. Um, I have a Kanara, which I'm really proud of because I bought it uh, from a, a woodworking collective 
in upstate New York many, many years ago where I watched the person who made it out of this beautiful wood. I watched him doing the the last stages of uh, the sculpture of a piece of wood uh, where he started. But in in your celebrations, uh, the greetings during Kwanzaa are in Swahili. And Kwanzaa is a wonderful day. We always use the day of um, uh, Kumba, Kuumba, which means creativity, one of the seven principles. Uh, it's actually the sixth principle of Kwanzaa to uh, teach children in our family and to learn as well um, uh, some Swahili other than even the greetings. Uh, Swahili is a Pan-African language, and it is chosen to reflect African Americans' commitment to the whole of Africa and African culture rather than to a specific ethnic or or national group or our culture. The greetings really are used to reinforce awareness of and commitment to the seven principles, and they are Habari Ghani. And you heard the Habari Ghani song as we came into the broadcast tonight. And it is used to greet uh, people that you come into contact with, and we hope that you are staying safe in your uh, in your home. Um, trying to ensure your safety from the pandemic. But it is Habari Ghani, and it's a question. And the answer is each of the principles for each day of Kwanzaa. For instance, on the day of Umoja, you would say to your husband or children or grandchildren, Habari Ghani, and they would answer, Umoja on the first day, Kujijakalia on the second day, and so on. Now, <clears throat> gifts are also involved in many Kwanzaa celebrations, and they are given mainly to children, but all, uh, but always include a book and a heritage symbol like an ankh. Uh, the book is to emphasize the African value and traditions of learning, and the heritage symbol to reaffirm and reinforce the African commitment to tradition and history. There are colors also uh, during the Kwanzaa season. Many people use kente cloth and lots of African cloths for table uh, dressing and, and, and wrapping gifts and clothing. But the colors of Kwanzaa are black, red, and green, and are utilized in decorations. Um, Decorations should uh, include traditional African items, baskets, cloth patterns, art objects, and uh, harvest symbols, like corn, for instance. In the celebration, people become uh, very... Um, uh, creative. Um, we go back to Kumba again, which is the sixth creativity, which is the sixth principle. 
there is a traditionally established way of celebrating Kwanzaa, but people, you know, get a little bit uh, creative. Um, But there are some guidelines. First, everyone should come to the celebration with a profound respect for its values, symbols, and practices, and avoid violating the integrity, beauty, and expansive meaning of the holiday. Secondly, you should not mix the Kwanzaa holiday or its symbols, values, and practices with any other cultural or religious celebrations. It really violates the principles of kujijakalia, which is self-determination, and violates the integrity of the holiday. And I say this each year at this teach-in. If you don't want to celebrate Kwanzaa, don't. But don't minimize it and marginalize it. Come with a serious intent. You should choose the best and most beautiful items. And this means taking time to plan and select the most beautiful objects of art, cloth, fresh fruits and vegetables so that every object used represents African and African-American culture and your commitment to the holiday and um, you don't marginalize it. Um, The last day of Kwanzaa is the first day of the new year which is January 1st. And this has been, for African people, a time of sober assessment of things done, things to do, of self-reflection and reflection on the life and future of our people and of our recommitment to our highest cultural values in a special way. Um, and And... Many of you know who have been with this program, uh, with this teach-in for the 32 years, with our program for the 34 years, that I have been honored by my grandchildren's parents to name each of them. And... I believe that the day of Imani, which Imani is a Swahili word for faith, is a day of assessment, a day of meditation, serious meditation of what you are going to do with your life. Not only for, um, not only for, um, for the year. But the duration of your life. And children are important within the Kwanzaa value framework. First of all, because they are key to the physical survival of our community. But equally important, they are key to the cultural survival and development of the community. And then and, and that is why we place such emphasis on children uh, 
because they are, in fact, the hope and future of our people in both the biological and cultural sense. So I think that it is very, very important uh, for children to be taught the Nguza Saba, to be taught the essential foundations of family unity and intergenerational unity. Umoja, which is a Swahili word for unity, is the first and foundational principle of the Nguza Saba. Unity is both a principle and a practice of togetherness and all things good and of mutual benefit, mutuality. is a principle and harmonious togetherness, not simply being together, but actually living together. This is why value-rooted is so important and indispensable. Unity as a principle and harmonious togetherness is a cardinal rule, or should be a cardinal rule, If unity is in essence a principle, it is no less a practice, as are all the other principles. And many of you will recall over the last six months since we have been back in on this broadcast that I have been expressed my concern around how we live our lives and how we define in our dynamic narrative the unity of a people. It is very troubling. And we can talk about it on the other side of this. Our number is 347-838-9852. Do you know what Kwanzaa is? Yes. Christmas. It's about love. African Christmas, you know. I don't really know nothing about Kwanzaa. Do you know what Kwanzaa is? No, I don't. I really never heard nothing about it. I don't know what Kwanzaa is either. Kwanzaa is when the black people tries to pull together to do everything for themselves. It's a celebration of black people. It's community amongst the black people. Today we're going to we're going to talk about an African celebration uh, that is celebrated all over the African world. That African holiday that we're talking about is Kwanzaa. Now, what significance does Kwanzaa have to African people born here in America?
her days, this is one of them. When you wonder what your role is in this country and what your future is in it. They took the chains off of us physically, but mentally they, they there all day. They there all day. I don't know anything, hardly anything about my culture. You can ask me and I, I can barely tell you because I, I really don't know because they didn't teach me much. They didn't teach my friends much. Uh, I don't know, yo. Um, when you ask a young person today who they are, they'll tell you they don't know. Um, I see this every day. I've been teaching for the last four years and I see these things and they wonder why a young person would actually pick the white dial over the black dial and the dial test. A Girl Like Me was done by Kiri Davis. At the time she did the film, she was only 14 years old. And what Kiri did so brilliantly, she replicated Kenneth Clark and Mamie Clark's experiments in the early 1950s, showing the damage of racism. When I was in middle school, we were studying the Brown versus Board of Education desegregation case. And my teacher mentioned something about the style test, where black children preferred a white doll. And I always kind of wondered, like, what if we were to do that experiment again? Like, have we really progressed that much in over 50 years? Can you show me the doll that you like best or that you'd like to play with? helped me just realize what's being valued today. And even though these children are four and five years old, they still know what America values. And when it comes down to it, they know it's not them. And can you show me the doll that looks bad? And can you show me the doll that is the nice doll? And why is that the nice doll? He's white. It's a cultural crisis, and that's why I call it a cultural crisis more than an identity crisis, because black people know that's not them. They know that. I've dealt with young people who don't know how great they are. They don't know that they're greatness because they're taught that they're somebody else. And when they do see images of themselves on television or in magazines, it's always in a degrading way or a disrespectful way or um, a dumbed-down way. And that's the big problem. You see bad images repetitiously, but I don't think you see enough good images repetitiously. And a lot of times we get confused because we are so bombarded with what the media thinks is black. They show us as ignorant, disrespectful. You don't see the people helping the community. You don't see us touring colleges to better ourselves. And so we are fighting all the time about how to begin to change fundamental uh, images and belief systems. We don't, we don't have a sense of, of cultural background. Like, it's not taught to us. That's what my mom's kept stressing. I try to pay attention, but they classes were interesting. They seem to only glorify the Europeans, claiming Africans were only three fifths of human beings. They fools can't teach us. And I wrote this song 
it was really me capturing my enthusiasm in that moment, you know, about all the history that I had never heard of, you know what I mean? I had never heard of Malcolm X and nothing like that. The saddest thing is that we still have to struggle and fight to justify having African history and African American history be taught in the schools, in the public schools. School teaches you about history and culture, but our school system teaches us mainly about the history and culture of Europe. And when you don't have any sense of your own contextualization, you have very little idea of how to situate yourself. Education needs to be stepped up more. Some things need to be less emphasized and some new things need to be brought out into the open a little bit more. Because, you know, learning about, you know, Patrick Henry and John Adams and shit like that, it's cool, but, you know, it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We should learn more about our backgrounds and we should, like, look more into our heritage and our ancestors. And the school system today, they doesn't really do that, so I don't know much about my culture and heritage. Take would tell me that we was born into slavery. You know what I'm saying? We was made to be slaves. That was, that was our purpose on earth, to serve other people. You know what I'm saying? Do you believe that? Not at all. From the media to academia, hanging brothers like coats. That's why in they schools, I always take two sets of notes. One set to ace the test and the other set I call the truth. And when I find historical contradictions, I use the first set as proof. Proof that black youth minds are being polluted, convoluted, diluted, not culturally rooted in anything except the Western massacre. And most of us, we are scared of Africa. The worst thing that you could call somebody when you were a child or a teenager is a, a black African, you know. <laughs> or why don't you go back to Africa? We've been taught to feel ashamed of our true, you know, <laughs> our true byways and mores. So, um, African booty scratching. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like a knife you from Africa. I'm from Africa, you from Africa, you African booty scratchers. <laughs> Now, first of all, let's understand that if you're black, you're African. If, if, if you're black, you're, you're, you're African. You're African. You're African. A little kid called another little kid on the playground, you black African, and he gets mad. Well, he gets mad out of his sense of not really knowing what it means to be African in the world. They protected Africa always in a negative light. Jungles, savages, cannibals, nothing civilized. And why then naturally it was so negative until you, it was negative to you and me. And you and I began to hate it. We didn't want anybody to tell us anything about Africa, and much less call us an African. Hey, I hate fucking Africa! And in hating Africa and hating the African, we ended up even hating ourselves without even realizing it. Because you can't hate the root of a tree and not hate the tree. You can't hate your origin and not end up hating yourself. You can't hate Africa and not hate yourself. You just some flying in an airplane with all black pilots, all black crew. Hey, this is strange to the American Negro. We never dreamed of this. 
And every time we watch television, they show us Tarzan and the natives and the jungles. They never told us that Africans were more intelligent than we are. They speak English. They speak English, French, and African. We can't even speak English good. As long as Africa is pushed to the margins of humanity as far as giving credit for what is given to humanity in terms of intellectual, scientific, philosophical, cultural presence in our lives, there will be a need for Kwanzaa. There will be a need for Kwanzaa and many other things that give us at least a ray of reality in the midst of this barrage of distortion. Our history didn't start here in the Americas. Our history started in Africa, which is our motherland. That was the first cultural crisis that we were not in tune and aware of our African heritage. Because of this crisis, there are a number of individuals, a number of groups that have seen the need to create institutions that would be long-lasting. Whether we talk about those institutions or many other institutions that have been created, they have been created in response to the cultural crisis. We found that the crisis presented us with an opportunity that we had never had before. That is to pull everybody together and get them into some constructive program. Certainly the Black Power Movement raised the question in the latter part of the 1960s and indeed said yes in thunder the African Americans uh, we're in a cultural crisis, hence Kwanzaa. 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 A celebration of family, of community, and in fact, of a culture. Kwanzaa is a time when we honor our heritage, give special thanks for the harvest of good in our lives. We remember our glorious past and celebrate the best of what it means to be who we are. If we say we have no holidays and all mature people have holidays, then why not have a holiday that celebrates African people? Kwanzaa responds to that, you see. So here's Kwanzaa, something that, you know, was created for you to embrace your pride and your culture and yourself and your family in the black community. So I'm definitely going to take it and run with it because it's one of the very few things that shows, you know, black is beautiful, you know. Zora Neal Hurston. Elaine Locke. August Wilson. Jacob Lawrence. Betty Shabazz. Paul Robeson. Bob Marley. Patrice Lemoon. Leopold Senghor. Marcus Garvey. Michael Lake. Frederick Douglass. Alan Freelon. Yeah, Asan Dr. Martin Luther King. Denmark Vesey. Sekou Touré. Romare Bearden. Brand Fanon. Gregory Hines. 
Ben Eluhema taught us that there are two things we should all care about, never to forget where we came from and always praise the bridges that carried us over. I wanted to bring that kind of feeling to the black movement, which stressed unity of purpose, unity in struggle, unity in diversity, unity without conformity, but unity in the purpose of creating the good world and life we all want and deserve to live. Kwanzaa centers around seven guiding principles known in Swahili as Nguto Saba. On each day of Kwanzaa, a candle is lit to symbolize each of the seven principles. The Kinara holds three red candles, three green candles, and one black candle. The red represents our ancient and beautiful struggle for good. The green represents the hope, promise, and future that come from that struggle. And the black candle represents our people. Without unity, there is no strength. Where there is unity, there is strength. It's about not fighting against each other, but bringing each other up. And let me say some more uh, about unity. If if, if unity is in essence, uh, as we discussed earlier, a principle, it is no less a practice as are all the other principles held in the Nguza Saba. Another way of discussing or looking at unity is to see it as active solidarity. And, And what that means is a firm, dependable togetherness that is born, based, and sustained in action, whether it be political action or cultural action, community action, family action. It is usually applied as building and acting together in mutual benefit. And the key here is, again, practice. In the end, practice proves everything. No matter how many books you can read no, on swimming, sooner or later, you have to get in the water and swim. The priority of practicing unity, working with each other, learning to negotiate and to collaborate with each other. And that's why it's so important to understand the first principle of the Nguza Saba is unity. So let's go through the seven principles and then we can in, uh, we can examine them individually. Ujama, unity. Hoping that as a people we can strive for and maintaining maintain unity in our family, our community, in our nation, and in our race. Because if we cannot do that, if we cannot find a place, a common place where we 
are understanding a mutual mutuality, then we're not going to win on any score, whether it be political or other non-political, cultural, the others. We, we have to have unity in order to attend to and engage in a way to create priorities for our community, for our living in a nation that is, I'm going to put you out of my my, um, chat room in a minute because you're getting on my nerves. But anyway, uh, Purple Pill who thinks he, she, um, there's a there, there's a a name for someone who thinks he she got all the secrets, but anyway, <laughs> I want to pull back. The second principle of the Inguza Saba is Kudichakolia, which is a Swahili word for self determination, and and in shorthand, it really is means to define ourselves, to name ourselves, to create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. And especially if you have teenagers who have taken on the language of the rap and hip-hop and uh, popular culture of um, calling each other names, it is very important um, to have a discussion with young people about each one of these um, uh, principles. The the idea that young people are calling each other um, calling each other nigga, for instance. Is um, is is a way in which they are essentially dismissing the names of our uh, the names of ourselves, um, the way in which we define ourselves. So Kudjakalia is a very important um, principle that comes out of the Kujichagalia Kujichagalia teaches us to uphold the right and responsibility to live free and dignity affirming lives do you understand that we have a right to live a free and dignity affirming life and we support that right for everybody else that's right mm-hmm. see I mean, I want you to understand that. It says not for us. We're trying to establish a principle for the world. Mm-hmm. People have a right to freedom. And for the European to imagine he has a right to invade any country he wants just because he has the might to do it. Uh-huh. That's madness. Yeah. And he cannot do it in our name. And he cannot do it in our time without us responding to it. Uh-huh. And still call ourselves Africans. African must mean excellence. Africa must be struggle for excellence. We're also obligated to bear 
witness to the beauty and goodness of being African in the world, to hold fast to the culture that called us into being and sustains us. And we have to reaffirm the sacredness of our own lives and the narrative we know as our history. These are lessons. So we can speak our own special culture truth to the world, so we won't have to walk in the pale shadow of our oppressor. We must remember we are bearers of dignity and divinity, and we have the right to be African in the world. And we must use our history as a moral and spiritual idea and extract from it narratives to tell our children and to teach them character and to teach them the rightful way to walk in the world. You have to teach them about Malcolm and about Fannie Lou Hamer and about Anna Julia Cooper and about Dolores Tucker and about all the other people. I can name all of them. Roca, all right? Yeah, there is. President Douglas Martin King. You know them all right? That's right. Why do you, why do you, why, why do you just mention their name? Use them as a reference rather than a resource. Harry Tubman was bad. Bad about what? How can I teach the young woman that needs a kind of, you know, endurance, adaptive vitality? How can I teach her the lesson in life of Harry Tubman? That's what you have to do. And teach it as a sacred story. Because you know they prayed. They felt a certain relationship with God. So Jonah 2 was fascinated. She's always saying this. Yes. Kuji Chagulia. I need it, Lord, louder. Kuji Chagulia. And, and when we begin to look at this particular um, principle of Kwanzaa, Kuji Chagulia, it really invokes commitment and practice again. And it really demands that we define, defend, and develop ourselves instead of allowing or encouraging others to do it for us or to us. It requires that we recover lost memories, that we begin to pull together uh, our ancestral uh, memory and once again shape our world in our interests and in our image and it and it really calls for us to recover and speak our own special cultural truth to this nation and make our contributions which are unique and deep to the forward flow of human history which they would like to um uh, to eradicate and it is Self-determination is the first act of a free people to shape our world in an image which is in our interest, which encourages unity, and it is a state, it really is, this principle is a statement, Kujijakalia, self-determination, it's a statement about our conception of ourselves and our commitment to moving forward, and it's a principle that carries with it some assumption that we have both the right and responsibility to exist as a people making our own contributions to the forward flow of human uh, human um, history. So um, 
I think it's a very important um, part of the Nguza Saba. I'm going to ask you to leave my chat room, Purple Pill, and never come back. Thank you very much um, because you're being disruptive. The third principle in the Nguza Saba is Ujima, which means collective work and responsibility. And uh, one of the things we want to emphasize, it's about building and maintaining our community together and about making family in our community, looking at our brothers' and sisters' problems as our own and to solve them together. And imagine for a moment if we had been able to really accomplish informing our community organizing, our media, our businesses under this particular principle. The third principle, Ujima, collective work and responsibility, which is a commitment to activate, form togetherness on matters of common interest. And this really about this really is about a principle and a practice of accepting the fact that we are collectively responsible for our failures and setbacks as well as our victories and achievements. Uh, And it holds us to a standard uh, on the family level, on the national level, on the community level, implying and encouraging a capacity for self-criticism and self-correction that becomes indispensable to our strength, defense, and development as a people. Ujima. Um, the third, the fourth principle is Ujamu. Ujama. Cooperative economic. And so one of the things that um, I want to uh, emphasize here, we do a lot of talking. We do a, a, a lot of talking about the idea of um, how we bring about economic equity in our community, how we develop our businesses, how we have lost our thriving commerce and business enterprises in our community. I mean, most of us don't think about it, but imagine for a minute that we don't own Ebony Magazine anymore. There's no black ownership of Ebony Magazine. That Time Magazine, U.S. News, Time Magazine, I may be wrong about that, Time or U.S. News and World Report, owns Essence Magazine. 
and there is no more. Atlanta uh, Star is uh, the Black Agenda Report. Uh, probably two of maybe five or six news and news analysis outlets in our country. Your local black radio station that plays hip-hop or or rap or rhythm and blues, either on SM or AM, there are no more black owners of black radio. Imagine that for a moment. Imagine that for a moment. So what we what we try to do under the principle of Ujamaa to build and maintain our own stores, our shops and other businesses to profit from them. Why in black communities all over this country are the cornerstones corner stores not locally owned, and not owned by black people. Just ask yourself for that. I mean, somebody must be making a profit because they're there. Look at the black hair supply business, and especially uh, how is, uh, you know, these, these principles interconnect to each other. How do you apply the practice of the principle of unity to all of the black hairdressers, barbershops, et cetera, et cetera, who are trying to, and, and small businesses who are trying to survive in this pandemic? And, um, <coughs> excuse me, and this whole notion of Ujamaa and Ujima. Ujima is collective work and responsibilities. Ujama is cooperative economics. And in the COVID bill, uh, in the PPE bill that was um, promulgated earlier by Congress, there were very few protests on behalf specifically. Nobody was standing up protesting how small black businesses eligible for survival funds. If we had a practice of umoja, Kujijakalia, and I think that many people, many of our politicians, our elected officials were afraid to specifically talk about black businesses. So we let other people define who we were in the in the business world. And um, we didn't have any black banks that specifically came to the rescue of small black businesses, but they came to the rescue of Jared Kushner, 
who owns 2,500, 2,800 units of rental property in Manhattan, renting to poor people and working poor people. But there was not a voice. Kujijakalia. There was not a voice. The fifth principle of Kwanzaa in the Nguza Saba is Nia. And other than the seventh principle, I mean, this is my favorite. Nia means purpose. That is what it means. To make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to a sense, to the place of their former greatness. We can talk about it at 347-838-9852, and I have banned Purple Bill. I was portraying unity, definitely pride, unity within the family, their pride in their ancestry, always with uplifted faces. Kwanzaa is a very young holiday. To have a stamp commemorating seven days about our heritage is phenomenal to have. You know, to see Kwanzaa visible in that manner says that black Americans have advanced, but then you can't forget about what affects ordinary black people on an everyday level. Did you feel that, uh, that we're making progress in, in this country? No, no, right? no, no. Uh, I will never say that progress is being made. If you stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, there's no progress. Mm-hmm. If you pull it all the way out, that's not progress. pretty much an example just to you know just to show that look this is this is really how the government feels about you it unveils the mass of what America what America has done for centuries but even in the midst of just the muck and mire of everything the people are able to stand up and say, regardless of what it is that you tried to do, it's up to us. How are we going to do it? This is why the people stood up and said, you know what? I got to help my brother. I got to help my sister. I'm, I'm, we're the ones that have to do that, you know? And you see that that was beauty because African-Americans, they were helping each other. You saw unity there. You saw the helping hands. Churches came together, community centers. I mean, it was so many people. It didn't matter uh, if you weren't their child. It didn't matter if you weren't their sister. Everyone was in the saving business. It's always the people that make the move. The path that they were guided by, it was guided by the principles of Kwanzaa. 
the spirit of Kwanzaa was really enacted during Hurricane Katrina. Kwanzaa is about history and family and the like, and uh, frankly, most of the families were still uh, very traumatized about the experience that we had gone through. Most of us were homeless. Most of us were living with someone else. In 205, we were living elsewhere. Uh, members of the family, even within one family, immediate family, were in different places. So uh, it just was virtually impossible to even focus on Kwanzaa. But I do think the principles were still in play. After Katrina, it became hard because we were used to congregating together during Kwanzaa. We were used to the light of the, the candle. We were used to, to just, I mean, just the being guided by the principles of Kwanzaa. And so after the storm, I mean, for, for a while we had this sense of loss. And for the first time in 07, since before Katrina, uh, we were able to celebrate Kwanzaa, and it gave us an opportunity to recapture those values that became even more important following this this natural disaster. Near. Near means purpose. Near. With Katrina, all these principles, every last one of them was shown like through people um, just coming and just being so welcoming and loving and, and just giving and they became like family, even though you just met these people, they were like family. The Kwanzaa that just passed was much stronger than it has ever been because it gave us hope. I mean, to, to see people together again and knowing that, in, I mean, the years passed, everything was washed away, and we did not know that we were going to ever see each other again. So to me, it made it more meaningful, and it was, there was purpose there. The fifth principle is Nia, which means purpose. Nia helps us to know who we are and where we are going. It's listening to your inner heart and soul and really focusing on life to make your life the fullest. I remember the first year that I celebrated Kwanzaa, it kind of gave me a purpose that was bigger than myself. If you don't have a plan or vision for yourself, for your family, for your wife, for your children, for your mother, for your father, and the people in your immediate circle, you're a lost man. And I don't want to be a lost man. I want to be a sound man. I want to be an empowered man, a man that empowers my surroundings, that empowers my city, that empowers my nation, that empowers my country, that empowers the entire earth. Purpose depends on how we reacquaint ourselves to the language of the earth. When we change ourselves, we make all of this planet better. When we improve ourselves, we have the opportunity to improve the entire planet earth. One of the things that we have to understand about Kwanzaa is it's an environmentally conscious holiday that teaches us to respect the world and all its wonder and beauty, and that we are linked to it, that rock and river, stone and star, and human being are all linked and locked together. So we got to conserve, we got to recycle, we got to do all of those things that are necessary to, to cultivate a future for our children on this planet. And if we don't have some kind of common purpose, then 
we really lose out, not just on our individual games, but on our collective games as well. It is at the heart of everything in this life. I mean, you have to have a purpose in life. You have to have a purpose in community. You know, even with Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa is there. What is your end game? And so, Nia, purpose is a practice that we put in our lives, that each day when we wake up, we look in the mirror and decide whether or not you're on plan with your family, with your children, in your community, Um one of the things that we can ask ourselves on this day, Nia, uh, in our celebration of Kwanzaa, is whether or not we do have a plan. Because at every point, when we practice the seven principles, or the Nguzo Saba, we are looking at how we are informing our lives and for a people emboldened we have to have a plan and one of the things that we have to consider is how we lift each other up welcome you to the 32nd annual our common ground Kwanzaa teach-in and celebration in this 2020 Kwanzaa season, we have faced once more in our struggle the necessity of lifting each other up. Harambe. Was to introduce and reinforce the importance of African culture and African communitarian values. And by communitarian values, I mean values that stress and strengthen family, community, and culture. These are our strengths. And at the the hub and hinge on which this holiday turns, of course, and the central values are Benguzo Saba, which we said earlier are Umoja Unity, Kujichagalia Self-Determination, Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility, Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, Neo Purpose, Kumba Creativity, and Imani Faith. And we move on to the sixth principle in the Inguza Saba, which is kuumba, creativity, to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Um, the Dogon symbol of creativity um, actually is what the Dogons believed were the seven vibrations of divine creation. And you can find more information about that at OurCommonGround.com. But this sixth principle, and 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 there's a logic here. It flows from and is required by the principle of Nia. It is a commitment uh, to be creative, and and we are creative as we express ourselves in literature and art and uh, the way in which we restore our sense 
uh, value of what we create. Um, and and this whole notion of creative um, creative restoration uh, is really expressed during Kwanzaa as um, uh, the way in which we have knowledge about um, the creations that we bring to the world as a people, our art, our literature, etc. The final day of the seven-day celebration uh, celebrates the uh, principle of Imani, uh, and it is about having faith, or being faithful, of about bringing grace to into our lives. You know, uh, I love uh, Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, and my mother used to talk about her like she lived next door because um, she was um, um, friends with her and and so I look at a lot of her writing and one of the things that she said is faith is the first factor in a life dedicated to service without faith nothing is possible with faith faith nothing is impossible and our task is to remake the world it is nothing less than this Imani in the seventh principle, in the final day of Kwanzaa, is to believe, as Dr. Karinga wrote, to believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our ancestors, our teachers, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. And faith is essentially a profound an enduring belief in, and a commitment to all that is of value to us as a family, as a people, as a race, as a community. And um, in the context of African spirituality, it begins with a belief in the creator and in the positiveness of the creation. And that, of course, logically leads to a belief in the essential goodness and possibility of the human personality. And we especially, uh, during on this day, accept, embrace uh, another practice, and that is that we believe in the value and validity, the righteousness, the victory, and significance in our struggle for liberation as a people. You, we must practice in a graceful way faith in our struggle. And we'll talk to you about it on the other side.
Kwanzaa is a Pan-African and African-American holiday um, that is a celebration of family, community, and culture. It is often organized around seven fundamental principles, and it's a seven-day holiday that begins from December the 26th and goes through January 1st. And it's seven days uh, to, in fact, teach the seven principles, okay, which are in Swahili and then in English, Umoja, unity, Kujichagalia, self-determination, Ujima, collective work and responsibility, Ujamaa, cooperative economics, Nia, purpose, Kumba, creativity, and Imani, faith. And so I created Kwanzaa for three basic reasons. First, to reaffirm our rootedness in African culture. Because even though we are African people, due to the Holocaust of enslavement, we were lifted out of our own history and made a footnote and forgotten casualty in European history. And so the struggle we were waging, as Cabral said, is to return to our history and to use it to enrich and expand our lives. Secondly, I created Kwanzaa in order to give us a time when we as African people all over the world could come together, reaffirm the bonds between us, and meditate on the meaning and awesome responsibility of being African in the world. And certainly it has flowered because of that, because if you look at how it has grown, over 28 million people celebrate this holiday on every continent in the world, throughout the world African community. And the third reason I created Kwanzaa was to <clears throat> introduce and reinforce the importance of African culture and African communitarian values. And by communitarian values, I mean values that stress and strengthen family, community, and culture. These are our strengths. And at the, the hub and hinge on which this holiday turns, of course, and the central values are Benguzo Saba, which we said earlier are Umoja Unity, Kujichagalia Self-Determination, Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility, Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, Neo Purpose, Kumba Creativity, and Imani Faith. Meditations are very important. The last day of Kwanzaa is the first day of the new year, January 1st. Historically, this has been for African people a time of sober assessment of things done and things to do, of self-reflection and reflection on the life and future of our people and of our recommitment to our highest cultural values in a special way. This day, Imani, is a day of assessment, our day of meditation, and it is noted as close to the first fruit celebration. That the idea on that day is to maintain a quiet, humble, and calm attitude with regard to oneself and toward one's neighbor. So there you have it, Kwanzaa, which brings um, a challenge for us to inform our lives through practice, 
practices and principles that will guide us no matter what uh, issues we are facing as a people. On the day of Imani, we want to remind you that it is the day to pour libation. That's usually used to pour libations um, to ancestors. Uh, what we usually do in our family is create artwork on Kumba uh, for the children, and they are required to ask about two ancestors that they would not have known in their lifetime. And uh, they will be responsible for getting the information about those persons and presenting them in the pouring of libation. It's been my pleasure to bring you uh, this wonderful set of principles each year because I believe that this is the foundation that can make for us a plan that has character and integrity uh, to move beyond the challenges that we face in this nation. Stay with us. Stay with us. And... You'll get more. Um, I want to wish you a happy Kanza a celebration where you cry Harambe, and on January 26th you begin to ask, Habarigani, what goes today? In the spirit of the Kwanzaa season and the Inguza Saba, Habarigani. wonderful holiday season. This is our musical gift to you for the holiday season, and we hope that you will have an illuminating Kwanzaa this year. Our Common Ground will return on January 8th. The Alpha Show on the Foodworks Network will return on January 7th, Friday, 10 p.m. Thank you for being with us.
we each uh, Kwanzaa Titian present the music uh, of um, a soulful celebration by Quincy Jones as an indication of the genius and the brilliance under the uh, under the um, principle of Kumba. Uh, I just presented to you music from the um, A Soulful Celebration by Quincy Jones, which features some of the best um, vocal artists that we have provided in, uh, in, in music. And I do it because it shows the genius what Quincy Jones has done there has taken um, many, many artists, um, Patty Austin, um, and, and just too many, Luther Vandross, too many. And he rewrote Handel's Messiah and rewrote it in the genre of black music. How how wonderful! I ever ever since maybe twenty five years ago that twenty one years ago that I discovered this um, this wonderful piece of music, and I encourage all of you if you don't have it. As a matter of fact, I I think we're gonna uh, post the video on our website at ourcommonground dot com and on our Facebook page at facebooksomething.com, OCG Talk, Uh, because it's beautiful music. I can't imagine celebrating either Christmas or Kwanzaa. It's, It's a CD that just plays in a loop in my house during the entire holiday season. And, um... It's just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful way in which to demonstrate um, uh, uh, so many of the principles. Uh, uh, Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility, uh, Ujama, Cooperative Education, I mean, Economics, uh, and, and uh, Nia, Purpose, Kumba creativity. Can you imagine that we have created, we have in our community such talent and someone who would take hundreds of years old, the, whole, the Hallelujah Chorus, the, the whole body of the Messiah by Handel, put it into gospel, rhythm and blues, blues, jazz, uh, hip-hop. I wish that if we were a for-profit, we would send a copy of this CD to every one of our listeners. But I do want to wish you and thank you for your listenership all through the year. Wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, a happy new year, and a wonderful 
celebration. And there are celebrations all over the country. As a matter of fact, this year our plan for Kwanzaa was to spend three days at the National um, Museum of African American History in Washington, D.C., and of course, we're not going to be able to do that. Uh, it was going to all of us have been, but we were going as a family and drive down to D.C. and spend three days at the museum. Um, and we aren't able to do that, but there are so many other things, activities that you can undertake at Guanta. Thank you for your listenership. Have a wonderful and a very safe um, holiday season. Spend time with your family. Commit to your community. And do everything that you can to lift up to power and strength, justice and freedom for our people. And here's your holiday gift coming right at you. In this 2020 holiday season, all of us at Our Common Ground wish you a very Merry Christmas, a joyful and fruitful Kwanzaa celebration, a full new year filled with enough. We are so grateful and appreciate your listenership and your support of Our Common Ground. Have a wonderful holiday season. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. We hope that you will join us on Wednesday, December 23rd, for the Our Common Ground 32nd Annual Kwanzaa Teach-In and Celebration Live and Call-In, well, I didn't 10 mean p.m. For that to be in on there. December 23rd. Christ 
Did y'all hear about it? What? A woman named Mary. And they wouldn't even let her in the hotel. Yeah, ain't that a shame? A big, rich, fine place. And no room for a poor woman to have her child. Did y'all hear about it? Ain't that a shame? Shame, shame. shame.
Did y'all hear about it? What? A woman named Mary. And they wouldn't even let her in the hotel. Yeah, ain't that a shame? A big, rich, fine place. And no room for a poor woman to have her child. Did y'all hear about it? Ain't that a shame? Shame, shame. shame. Mother of Jesus 